Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, and welcome to a bonus episode of The Last Show on Earth, where we go in-depth with guest Trevor Dion Nicholas and his as-yet-untitled Ben Folds 5 musical. If you haven't listened to the main episode, we recommend you go back and listen to that first, otherwise this might not make too much sense, especially the golden bollocks bit. Yes, yes. This is very much a companion episode to that episode, so do listen to that first. Trevor shares his idea in great detail in what amounts to a producer's pitch for his show. So, if there are any producers listening, please contact us if you're interested in making the show, and we will put you in touch with Trevor for a small finder's fee. Yeah, 25% of all future box office is fair, I think. Anyway, here we go then with our full, unredacted chat with Trevor Dionicholas, going into great detail about his choice for his last show on Earth. Back to my Ben Folds jukebox musical. What's the story? Tell us what the story is. So I'm going to kind of, I'll walk you through it. I'll walk you through it. We'll go through it. It is a cast of five. It is only a cast of five. Yeah. Um, There's Frederick. Cast black, 30s to 40s. That's you, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Catherine, uh, who is Fred's wife. Caucasian, 30s to 40s. That's, That's me. me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, young Frederick, who is black in his 20s. Young Catherine, who's Caucasian in her 20s. And then Claire, who is a mixed race and is cast as a child. Right. Um, when cast members are not the principal storyteller, they act as an ensemble, singing and presenting as other characters needed for interaction. So like anybody, like if there's a, a waiter in a restaurant or this is like... a very detailed, very detailed breakdown. My God. Well, it's, it's nice because there's a, there's, there's a lot of choral stuff in the Ben Folds, a lot of background yes. choral stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so we open with our cast of five on stage um, and they sing, they just sing our first song, which is Songs of Love. Now, oh, surely that's the title of the show already, isn't it? But it's not a Ben Fold song. Technically, it's a Divine Comedy song. But he covered it oh. on. He did like a, he did a series of EPs. Uh, uh, what were they? Super Sunny, Speed Graphic. There's a third one. I can't remember the name. Of it. But he did like. But it was a mixture of like some some like playful playful experimental stuff. Uh-huh. Some cover songs. He did a really really cool cover of uh, Bitches Ain't Shit, which is actually fantastic. <laughs> it's yeah. honestly fantastic. But, and interestingly, the Divine Comedy are writing the Father Ted musical. Well, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. So it's a divine comedy song, Songs of Love, um, which I wish we could play. But what I will encourage is I will, because right now this playlist is private, but I will make it public. Oh, yeah. Cool. I would encourage your listeners to listen along afterwards. Great idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it on. We'll put a link to it, to Spotify and everything, because you sent it to us. And I'd already listened to the greatest hits, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this makes a lot of sense when you listen to this playlist uh, as a kind of a storytelling yes, vehicle. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. 
but this this opening song is kind of my it's my rent moment it's my seasons of love moment where our cast right. just come forward and we just talk about love because this is a love story ultimately um yeah. possibly a love tragedy depending on how you look at it but it's a love story mm-hmm. um but the lyrics to just the beginning of it pale pubescent beasts roam through the streets and coffee shops their prey gather in herds of stiff knee length skirts and white ankle socks but while they search for a mate my type hibernate in bedrooms above, composing their songs of love. Well, I can see that. I can see the staging already. I can see yes, the exactly. ensemble. Uh, yeah, yeah, lovely. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's our scene one. Scene two, meet Frederick and Catherine Jones, married for 15 years with one child, Claire, who has just turned eight. Still in love, but miserable. They need each other, but they've grown to resent each other over the years. We first meet Fred, hardworking, been writing as a columnist for the same newspaper since he and Catherine first got together. He grinds and gives his all to his work, and he's a decent writer, but he's constantly attempting to outrun the biggest fears in his life. One, tension at home and the fear of his marriage collapsing. Two, a shifting global turn away from printed news and the fear of his career collapsing. And three, his biggest fear, not living up to the pressure of success that he has crafted for himself. Right. He sings our first real opening song, which is Jackson Cannery. So now Jackson Cannery, um, I love that this is the real opening song of our story because first Ben Folds 5 album, self-titled 1995, it's the first song on the album. It's the, like, right. drops in, piano just a gunk, 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 And so it really sets our tone. It's a full piano rock tune. Um, and uh, it kind of gives us a good peek at who this who this guy is and what he's well that's very good because because the piano in Ben Folds is almost like a separate character like yes it should yes, be yes, it yes, should yes, be yes. on stage in this production oh you know? just you wait oh! just you wait Alistair. so don't give too much away because otherwise somebody will just go away and write it and take all the money so you mustn't give your whole thing away are you going to take us through every single song of this, Trevor? Every oh, I intend to. I, I have a full. I have a full thing here. This and is going to definitely be a red. This is longer than a Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast. Then definitely. <laughs> so first verse, just the first verse. Stop the bus. I want to be lonely. When seconds pass slowly and years go flying by, you got to stop the bus. I'll get off here. Enough is enough. I'm leaving this factory. All she wants is food on the table. I won't be able to bring it home. No, I won't. Come on, because all I need. Yeah, it's free, because I'm a factory. Did Mother Nature tell you, boy, you come and go as you please? That's what she said to me. But Big Brother got the keys, and I got Jackson Cannery. So it's this whole proclamation of his frustration of his position. Right, it's yeah. his, 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 uh, what's required of him to continue the grind, to continue the work, and also to, to try and be uh, the family man that, that, he, that he's, he's built up these expectations and have been built up around him. Great. Okay, so we finished. It's a big opening number, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ensemble singing. Um, it's a good, but song. it still feels it feels very. It's an excellent song. Mm. Um, so we now meet Catherine, sad and struggling, but with a remarkable mind. Catherine is also a writer, but <laughs> to, to much greater outward success. Uh, she's been published a dozen times over with a series of novels she'd written about the fictional adventures based on the early childhood of, of her daughter. Catherine is wheelchair bound with advanced Parkinson's disease. This is important. And now struggles to write anything at all. She smokes quite often, but never in front of her child. Sat in front of her old school typewriter, cigarette in hand, in their home, she sings. And so Catherine sings narcolepsy. Now, narcolepsy um, is, uh, is, is from uh, 1999. 
the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner. It was a very split, like the, the fans really split on their reception of the album. The album is absolutely excellent. This is Ben Folds five still when the whole group was together. Um, and it's, it's a, a first verse. I should warn you, I go to sleep. I know you don't know what I mean yet. I get upset or happy. I go to sleep. Nothing hurts when I go to sleep, but I'm not tired. I'm not tired, which repeats a few times. I know it seems that I don't care, but something in me does, I swear. I don't remember all last year I left you awake to cry the tears while I was dreaming in streams. Flowing between the shores of joy and sadness, I'm drowning. Save me. Wake me up. So we're, we're, we're meeting her in her despair. We're meeting her in her despair yeah. and her struggle. She's struggling to write. She's struggling to still know who she is. Uh, because and, and at the same time, she's also suffering as as the marriage falls apart. Yeah. She finishes the song. She finishes the song and Frederick arrives home. That's the end of scene two. Because as scene three begins, we are transported backwards in time. We see Catherine transition into her younger self at the beginning of her success right. as her typewriter and desk transform into a piano. Uh, okay. Yeah, very nice. The whole room is amplified with color and glitz, very, very showbiz. Still young and unaffected by her Parkinson's, she rises from her chair and begins dancing and singing. So our next song is One Angry Dwarf and 200 Solemn Faces. Yes, yeah. Which is the best Listen. song title of all time. Listen, it's also one of the best songs of it all time. It is, and that, that face-melting piano solo towards the end. Yes, is yes, yes, yes. It's unbelievable. This is performed by Catherine and young Catherine as a duet, as we, as we see the shift of time back into, back into their youth. September 75, I was 47 inches high. My mom said by Christmas I would have a badass mother G.I. Joe for your little minds to blow. I still got beat up after class. Yeah, now I'm big and important. One angry dwarf and 200 solemn faces are you. If you really want to see me, check the papers and the TV. Look who's telling who what to do. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Goodbye. So we get this like her, her like punk rock roots of, yeah. of, of, her, of her, her writing. And so what's fascinating here is she's known for these stories about her daughter and these adventures that she's grown about her daughter, but she started writing them before her daughter was born. And it's very much projecting forward for what she, what she's hoping for in her future. And it's all that fun stuff. So oh, yeah. uh, she sings that song. So, um, so I then can't we get believe to meet... that you're using our podcast to do this pitch. It seems, I feel yeah. bad. <laughs> I feel like you should be doing this to like Ben Folds or like, no, to listen, like Warner talk, no, Brothers. Listen, don't worry, mate. I can just nick the whole idea and put Welsh songs to it and it'll be the same. <laughs> you son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a Tom, it's another Tom Jones musical. Basically. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, we're going to we now get to meet our young Frederick as he's introduced. He's rough and wild without the focus and effort we've originally introduced him to as. And he sings army. Uh, and so yeah. we get his kind of backstory of, well, I thought about the army. Dad said, son, you're fucking high. And I thought, yeah, there's a first for everything. So I took my old man's advice. Three sad semesters. It was only 15 grand spent in bed. I thought about the army. I dropped out and joined the band instead. Grew a mustache and a mullet, got a job at Chick-fil-A, citing artistic differences. The band broke up in May and in June reformed without me. And they had a different name. I nuked another grandma's apple pie and hung my head in shame. Oh, so we get this. Do you know, you can tell you've been in Hamilton. Just the way you can, 
recite lyrics as if it's like you know fresh and you've just made it up. You it's know? true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him the phone book and he'll just be able to just recite yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that yeah, if we can still find a phone book, absolutely true. Yeah. Um, so we get this intro to young Frederick. You get this kind of like this rough, like like unfocused youth. Um, but then young Catherine and young Frederick meet and share a common desire for leaving their mark on the world they're writing. Yeah. They also share their mutual hatred of having their name shortened to Kate and Fred, but they said, uh, they say it to each other anyway, with, with much great affection. Uh, right. they sing together for the first time, uh, a song that John and I, cause John messaged me when he was listening to it today, draw a crowd, which I think is incredible. It's got brilliant lyrics, um, isn't it? Like, it's got brilliant the lyric lyrics. To two, uh, oh yeah. It was, um, if you're feeling small and you can't draw a crowd, draw dicks on the wall. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. Oh, if you're feeling small and you can't draw a crowd, draw dicks on the wall. So it is you know, this. That, it's, that, it's, that whole song reminded me of Weezer, who were a contemporary of Ben Folds Five. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Another big, I'm a big fan of Weezer. I'm a big fan of Weezer's early and late work. The in-between gets a little muddy, but that's okay, a different conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but it's a great tune just about them, like them, them both sharing this like kind of desire to leave a mark. And sometimes that mark is, is a dick on the wall. Yeah. I tell you what I love about them. What I love about, about Ben Falls Five is unlike certain bands of that time that were, where had this very real angry angst, they seem mm. to have this sort of grumpy, but there isn't anything we can do about it angst. So <laughs> they aren't ever, you know, they aren't ever going to start a revolution. But yes, yes, they yes, get yes, to, yes, yes. But they just sort of say, hmm. Yeah, they kind of almost got that British outlook. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, truly, truly, truly. I think there's, there's, uh, it does have that, that hint to it. It has that tint to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like they, they meet, they fall in love. They're kind of like, they're getting along. They're, they're, they're both artist mindsets and they really want to like tear the world apart and make a difference. Leave a mark, leave a mark as we all do. Yeah. Um, so after this, Young Frederick announces his proclamation for his infatuation with Catherine, and he sings Kate, which is from Whatever Never Amen. Right. Um, and it's and not, it's that was the inspiration long... for the character name, I presume. Yes, 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 yes. And so there'll be some other things that were there. Some of the, char- the character names are built in. There's a couple songs, um, one that's on Whatever Never Amen, Cigarette, that is then referenced again in one of his solo albums. Yeah that uh, kind of serves as a, a sequel to it, which was on his first solo album. Right. And uh, both of those songs are in there as well, which both reference Fred Jones directly, Yeah, um, which is what, what has named our characters. Mm. God love that surname. Gotta love that surname. <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah, I yeah, bet yeah. you do. <laughs> um, she plays Wipeout on the drums. The squirrels and the birds come, gather around to sing the guitar. Oh, I. Have you got nothing to say? When all worlds fail, she speaks her mixtapes, a masterpiece. Walks through the garden so the roses can see. Oh, I have you got nothing to say. And you can see daisies in her footsteps, dandelions, butterflies. I want to be Kate. Like, it, the song's Lovely. fantastic. It it's a blast. I'm just thinking, I wonder if how, how legally dubious this is. If he's going to quote lyrics, Alistair, from every song, do we have to get clearance for that? I don't know. I mean, possibly. Hmm. But fuck it, let's carry on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not singing the tune. There's really no stopping Trevor. When Trevor's on a roll, he's on a roll. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. So <laughs> he finishes the song. The two have a discussion about what they mean to each other, the spontaneity of their discovered love, and the short time frame in which they've grown so close. They also discuss their passion for writing. Frederick relates his fears of wanting to write bolder and better like Catherine, and the insecurity of wanting to reach her level of success. Catherine encourages Frederick and sings to him. She sings Capable of Anything, which is 
incredible song. And so it was this Capable of Anything um, is on So There, Benfold solo album, uh, 2015. Um, and so the whole thing is, it was this whole big orchestral movement. Like it, like it, there's, it, it ends with three orchestral move, movements, uh, concerto for piano and orchestra. I mean, there's three movements of it that uh-huh. are at the end of the album. But it was very much an experiment of like, because he'd been touring and he'd been playing these live shows with with a full orchestra, which he still does. And it's fascinating whenever you get to to see there, sit there and, and, and witness that. I saw him twice at the Barbican. He did two nights. I went both nights in a row. Okay. And the set was different. It was incredible. Um, uh, what is this? It doesn't make much sense. They sing it like a pop song. You're capable of anything. And I'm sure they meant you could be president or you could just forgive me. But I stopped caring what you think about me. I gave up. We're told we are capable of anything, but you don't seem to think that you are capable of anything. It's the song's stunning. The song's stunning. Yeah, it I is. The lyrics. Is, if you is, it, the one thing I I really noticed was how beautiful some of the lyrics are. Like the, in the song you just yes. mentioned before, actually, um, it's just the, the the daisies and stuff, the the, the metaphors mm-hmm. and the you know the symbolism. It's just beautiful poetry, real true poetry. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So Catherine sings Capable of Anything. Young Catherine sings this to young Frederick. And then she proposes to him. She asks him to marry her. And he, of course, accepts. They elope. And they sing together with the full cast, The Luckiest. So now The Luckiest is... You don't even have to say anything to us about this song. Especially (laughs) Alistair. Alistair, tell him why. It was my first dance at my wedding, The Luckiest. yeah. This became the this became like the the upgraded version of the wedding song where it was like oh this song is stunning it's, it's stunning. beautiful stunning, the yeah. the emotion that comes through this thing is untouchable like yeah it is untouchable and so this moment of the full cast coming together and performing this song as we see we see their wedding we see them coming together the first yeah. dance um, it's and, perfect yeah it's perfect the, it's the perfect. way that it describe it describes how two people are just absolutely necessary for the survival of the other. Oh, yes. Yeah, lovely, it's yeah. just so stunning. Yeah. That. Yeah. Now, I'm going to skip to the middle, because I think that middle, that that leading into the ending. What if I'd been born? No? Oh, no, next door. Okay, very nice, yes. Oh, yeah. Next door, there's an old man who lived to his 90s and one day passed away in his sleep. And his wife, she stayed for a couple of days and passed away. I'm sorry, I know that's a strange way to tell you that I know we belong, but that I know. I'm the luckiest. That last one. Yeah. Oh, the whole song yeah. is 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 gut wrenchingly beautiful, and it's it's such a testament to love itself. And so I, I, part of me was like, do you call it the luckiest? But also, is that too on the nose? Because I think it probably going, is. But... Yeah, yeah. I think it probably mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not letting the audience do any work then. But um, yeah, I agree. But I think sometimes it's nice to be on the nose. Is that, you know. Yeah, give, yeah. Give, but I think in this case, a... I mean, yeah. But then again, <laughs> but when you think times. about Ben Folds himself, you said he's been married and divorced several times. Exactly. Yeah, so he's not <laughs> actually the luckiest, is he? So exactly. You know. Which, which, stick with me here. So okay, 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 okay. We move into scene four. Yeah. <laughs> we move forward in time. The glitz of the piano past, transitioning gradually back to the home that they share in the present day. We watch snapshots of their life play out without words, just singing and movement, displaying the memories, making up their time together. So over while they're singing the song You to Thank, which is from Songs for Silverman, which is my favorite Ben Fold solo album, 2005, I think 
the whole album lyrically is is untouchable. And we're going to hit a couple songs. This is the first time we're hitting a, a song from Silverman's song, and it won't be the last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a masterpiece of an album. It's it's, it's a I, masterpiece. It is very of an much album. considered by fans of the of him that to be his greatest work, isn't it? It's it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So the the song begins, and now I'll I'll tell you the scenes that play out during the song, but I'll give you a verse of the song. By the time the buzz was wearing off, we were standing out on the sidewalk with our tattoos that looked like rings in the hot Nevada sun. Gifts piled high, and our moms and dads shook hands. And our party of Polaroid friends rented a pool and hired a band. Maybe they knew more than we did, because they danced and drank while we jumped off the deep end. Oh, I've got you to thank for this. And there's this. There's this beautiful like venom dripping from the song, uh-huh. and it's this like it, it's it's the 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 hope of of the new marriage, but the realization that of of, of already the realization like oh here we fucking go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really so, glad that you're playing. I'm really glad that you're playing with time in this too, because there's so much mm. drive and. Um, the feeling of a journey in their music. There's a lot yes, yes, of yes, that yes. in so much of their music. So it's nice that we get to have that as we go to and from old and young. You know, agree, it's perfect. Sorry, carry on. So we watch, we watch, we, we, we basically get a get a like a snapshot catching us, catching us up to, to the present day. We see Frederick starting his job in the newspaper with enthusiasm. We see a Christmas party. We see Catherine's books becoming more popular and her fame increasing. We see a pregnancy test with big smiles. We see the loss of their first baby. We see Frederick and Catherine riding together in the same room. We see another Christmas party, but Catherine's hands and arms are beginning to shake subtly. Frederick working at the newspaper with drastically less enthusiasm. Catherine having more success as Frederick watches through a forced smile. Another pregnancy test with trepidation, but still smiles. Frederick back at the newspaper. Catherine pregnant to full term. Claire's birth. Another Christmas party. Catherine is visibly shaking more. Catherine writing, but also struggling with her hands. Frederick bringing home a wheelchair and Catherine rejecting it. Catherine teaching Claire to write on her typewriter. Frederick holding Claire as Catherine accepts her wheelchair. They face the front, the two of them. Frederick brings a chair for himself and they wait there in uncomfortable silence, not looking at each other, but feeling the distance between them grow as the ensemble begins to sing Prison Food, which is also from uh, uh, Songs of Silver. Yeah, yeah. Jesus oh. Christ, Trevor. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge <laughs> Alwyn? It's a special skill. <laughs> oh, you know, let's, let's, uh, yeah, it's getting heavy. Let's lighten it up. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. This song, this song is, is stunning. You walked the earth, talked and never spoke a word. She wonders who will be the first to go. I said, you know, the biggest things we got to face alone. Don't want to waste time and go alone, alone again. Alone and so oh, this song is is stunning. The 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 bridge of it, the middle eight, the floating by like a satellite to pass the time. You'll float by again. I can tell you about the little things. So you don't think about the big things for a while. Oh, <laughs> so so you get this moment again of the full the full cut co- the full cast coming together, and we're and we're hitting we're hitting the we're hitting all the notes of like of of, of what we're, of what's going on and yeah. so. We now truly see the two of them together for the first time in the present day as we pick back up with Frederick returning home after work. Their daughter Claire is asleep. There is tension, but they exchange common pleasantries and try, genuinely try, to make this marriage feel like it's where they want to be. As the conversation continues, Frederick's insecurity of his wife's successful writing overshadowing his own in a floundering printed news industry bubbles its way to the surface. 
It's not the first time this has come up in conversation, and it feels rancid with years of frustration. They move in and out of singing and speaking about each other in their relationship, and they sing You Don't Know Me, which this song, so it's it's from Way to Normal, uh, another another favorite favorite yeah. of mine. It's it's uh, Ben Folds did it as a duet with Regina Spector, so it's actually oh, already yeah, yeah, yeah. built. There, there's not there's not a lot to change here. You just allow it to to kind of exist in the same way yeah. that they initially they initially recorded the album. So I think a lot of places here, as as we're coming up, we'll start overlapping some songs. We'll start doing what what would initially be like a mashup or, or, or a blending of of two two tunes that are written and like finding a way to work them together. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you don't know me. I want to ask you, do you ever sit and wonder? It's so strange that we could be together for so long and never know, never care what goes on in the other one's head. Things I've felt, but I've never said. You said things that I've never said. So I'll say something that I should have said long ago. You don't know me. You don't know me at all. Um, good, good so song. they have this, they have this duet together, but it's, this heartbreaking duet that's still posed as, as a pop song. And it is, it's a fantastic yeah, pop song. Yeah, it's upbeat. Um, it's, a, it's a banger. It's an absolute banger. Like the way the way that beat yeah. genuinely drops in is, yeah. is fantastic. And like, um, so you get this moment with the two of them uh, and it's difficult, but the argument settles and Fred sits on the floor at Kate's feet and they sing together, strained, but still trying to hold on. And they do a mashup reprise of the luckiest and draw a crowd. And so okay. they kind of bring that, that back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they laugh for a moment, but they also sit with a knowing look that they can't walk this back. They agree to continue their discussion, and they each begin to sing. And so this is the first time that we get uh, the Fred Drones referenced in in a song oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. it was named. And so this is in Cigarette, um, which will also butt up against my favorite Ben Folds Five song of all time, Selfless, Cold, and Compl- Selfless, Cold, and Composed. I think it is one of the most well-written songs in history. It's absolutely stunning. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know that song. I'll have to go find oh, it. Oh, 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 oh! It's stunning. And so this moment is kind of, kind of the. This is the. This is the build of, 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 of the the tension. And it's much softer at this point. It's much more human in the way that we, when we argue, we're not always at a at an eleven uh, when we're arguing. There is there's a, there, there's more pain in an argument that's much calmer and much much more. Composed. Trying to and actually yeah. trying to find a solution instead of just shouting yes, at each other. Yes, 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 exactly. Um, so, uh, cigarette. Fred Jones was worn out from caring for his often screaming and crying wife during the day, but he couldn't sleep at night for fear that she, in a stupor from the drugs that didn't ease the pain, would set the house ablaze with a cigarette. Now, selfless, cold, and composed. I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip to the middle of it. Um, okay. You've done me no favor to call and be nice, telling me I can take anything I'd like. You don't owe me to be so polite. You've done no wrong. You've done no wrong. Get out of my sight. It's easy to be easy and free. When it doesn't mean anything, you remain selfless, cold, and composed. Come on, baby, now throw me a right to the chin. Don't you stare like you never cared, because I know you did. But you just smile like a bank teller, blankly telling me, have a nice life. So (laughs) you, you get this earnest, this earnest, but difficult conversation and, and, and it's, uh, and it, and it builds frustration and Frederick, they're both frustrated, but Frederick, it it, it builds this frustration because, uh, a lot of this is Catherine laying on him that, that the, the, the selfless, the coldness and the composure is what she's laying is she's, she's seeing 
reflected in her husband. So yeah. in his frustration, Frederick pushes the desk over, sending the typewriter toppling loudly onto the floor. Claire enters, their daughter, awakened and startled by the noise. She climbs into her mother's lap, who reassures her. Frederick does the same, plastering a smile on his face and apologizing for making the mess. Fred begins to clean up as Catherine takes Claire back to bed, slowly letting his resentment bleed through his presented pleasant demeanor. The mask is really starting to slip. Fred begins to sing, dripping with spite, and he sings Carrying Kathy, which is uh, another one of my favorites. It's, it's, I enjoy the song musically. I think lyrically, um, this is from Rock in the Suburbs, ben, uh, Ben's first solo album uh-huh. after leaving Ben Folds Five. Um, her window was hung like a painting. She worried it might come to life. She stared for hours. So obsessed was I and self-absorbed that I didn't see that she was crying. There was always someone carrying. There was always someone carrying. Always someone's carrying Kathy. Um, I'm going to do a little skip because there's something at the end of this that... Uh, is this... Is this um, uh, if You're not having an interval in the show, are you? This is like... It's straight through. through. This straight is through. kind of we're like... Is this where the interval would be if you were doing... You know, if you were forced by the producers because they want to get the bar takings... I can tell you exactly where the interval will be. It's coming up right after this song. All right. So, uh, John just wants to ask you what your interval drink will be, but, um, (laughs) I do. You're correct. I do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, after this song, we have where the interval break would have been if we were not going straight through it, but like the producer was like, Hey, can we sell some ice cream? Yeah. And that's the beautiful point where it would be because this last verse of this and, uh, woke up sad from this dream I've been having the last couple nights or so, because the issue here is Catherine enters before the song has finished and hears Frederick's words. Right. He does not hold back and continues singing directly to her. But for the end of the song, it becomes a duet between Frederick and young Frederick stepping forward. So you get the resentment of his younger self coming yeah. through as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woke up sad from this dream I've been having the last couple nights or so. With her father and brothers were all at a funeral carrying a box through the rain. Then somebody says that it's always been this way. Wow. Always someone carrying. There's always someone carrying. Always someone's carrying Kathy. So that lyric is so deeply cutting. <laughs> Yeah. It's so deeply cutting and it's stunning. Like it's beautifully, it's beautifully composed. It's it's perfect. So he finishes the song. Yeah. Catherine stands in anger. Right. She takes very shaky steps towards her husband with tears in her eyes. She falls hard. Oh my god. Blackout. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's move on to Act 2. Yes. I, I, I hope nobody writes in or decides to call me Golden Bollocks. Uh, even though that Listen. is that was the colour of the hair for a long time. 
Um, so, Prove yeah. it. Yeah, well, no, thank you. Um, no, it's all it's sil- silver and gold now, let's say that. Oh, um, lovely, 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 lovely. Yeah, so let's get on to... Like the crystal maze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine now? Yeah, that is something... Go on. That is something. I, I I really want to do the Crystal Maze experience, but again, Me too. I don't uh, so do I, Trevor. We'll do it. We'll do it. Let's we'll do it. it. Like, we'll I think we're going to have a blast. Yeah, oh. absolutely. That would be so funny. That's what comes out of doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only trying to catch our <laughs> silver and gold pubic hairs from my testicles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get into Act Two now. Okay. Let's get okay. Into okay. Part Two. Our continuation. Our continuation. Yeah, yeah, part yeah. Two. Our part two. Our continuation. So it's going to be a big shift. This testicles. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just fallen because she's got very severe Parkinson's. Yes. 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 Uh, so scene five. Frederick is in his office at the newspaper, box packed on his desk as everyone sings. Um, it begins uh, with young Frederick and young Catherine singing, and this is a song from. This is the song that then calls back to the Fred Jones that was introduced in the song "Cigarette." Um, this uh-huh. is Fred Jones Part Two yeah. from "Rock on the Suburbs." Fred sits alone at his desk in the dark. There's an awkward young shadow that waits in the hall. He's cleared all his things and he's put them in boxes. Things that remind him life has been good. Twenty-five years he's worked at the paper. A man's here to take him downstairs, and I'm sorry, Mr. Jones. It's time. So now this song was a duet with, oh, I can't think of his name. Oh, what is his name? What is his name? It's the lead singer from Cake, from the band Cake. God, no idea. Uh, I didn't know. There's a band called but, Cake. Oh, of course. I Go in the think, distance. That sounds right up my streets. I love, I love, well, look, I, I should really know who they are because I love Cake and I love music. So I really should find out more about Cake. You should, you should. Yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. John McCree. John McCree, yeah, yeah, yeah. John McCree, yeah. Um, but there's like there's this really nice low harmony that he does into the song, and so you you get this moment where young Frederick and young Catherine are singing about this this the the the, the dissolving of of the the rest of his career. Yeah. Uh, and I am going to jump to the to the end of this song. So Fred gets his paints out and he goes to the basement, projecting some slides onto a plain white canvas and traces it, fills in the spaces. He turns off the slides and it doesn't look right. Yeah, and all of these bastards have taken his place. He's forgotten, but not yet gone. And I'm sorry, Mr. Jones. It's time. So Frederick, filled with pain and anger, explodes into song as all the glitz and glamour come pouring back in. And they do Fired, which is from also from the solo album, Rock in the Suburbs. And it's a blast of a song. And it's yeah. this big fuck you on his way out, uh, which I'll, I'll jump to. I'll jump to the end. I'll jump to the end of. Uh, I'm just an ordinary guy and all I want is to be loved. Is that so wrong? Don't think that I don't know what you're saying about me. I hear it all through these thin walls and I just want to walk away. Won't you let me walk away this time? And I just want to walk away. Every one of you is fired. Every one of you is, oh, 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 oh. Every one of you is fired. Um, There's a shut the fuck up in there. And it literally ends with a big, massive choral motherfucker. Like it's the end of the song. (laughs) And so like big. Yeah, we're going to have to put a language warning on this. Honestly, <laughs> actually, I mean, you're like you're like Samuel L. Jackson, for God's sake, man. <laughs> you know me, baby. You know me, baby. <laughs> um, so Frederick calms himself down. Everything comes back down. He picks up his box and then leaves quietly. Takes us into scene six. We are in the hospital with Catherine. As she whoa, whoa, sleeps. whoa! This is only scene six. Jesus this Christ! Is only scene six. We've been talking for ninety minutes, Trevor. <laughs> this is longer than the show. The pitch is longer no, than the yeah. show. 
Of course, of course. <laughs> well, we've been talking about other things as well, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So song six, yeah. You've got six songs yeah. left. Yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're, 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 we're rolling towards the ending now. Yeah. Uh, we're at the hospital with Catherine as she sleeps. Claire sits at her side waiting Frederick's arrival. And Claire, for the first time, steps forward to sing a solo. So now this is a song, Picture Window. Beautiful. Uh, this is from Lonely Avenue. Um, so this whole album was a was a was a collaboration between Ben Folds and the writer Nick Hornsby, and so Nick okay. contributed greatly to all of the lyrics. Ben took care of of the music, and so they wrote this pop song, Picture Window, which there's two versions of. Um, they initially recorded this like a really like there's like a really up tempo pop version of it, and then there's like a really sad pop version of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the one the one from the album is kind of between, but it's 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 an incredible song, and I think the idea of the daughter sitting there singing this directly to the audience um, is remarkable. So they checked into the hospital New Year's Eve, nothing to be done about that. Rainbows, daffodils, she's not naive, symbolism's all crap. There's a big picture window in the room on the ward with a view over Parliament Hill, but the view offers more joy than they can afford when there's this much pain to kill. You know what hope is? Hope is a bastard, hope is a liar, a cheat, and a tease. Hope comes near you, kick its backside, got no place in things like these. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Harmony <laughs> line in that song. If my memory serves a picture window, there's a sort of a sort of ghost of a harmony in it as well, isn't there? There's like, mm -hmm. sort of the main voice, and then there's a bit of kind of the kind of the way that Damien Rice would have a sort of a sort of ghost yeah. female voice. It was sort of like that, yes, wasn't it? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's very powerful. Yeah. I think the idea of the daughter being the one who's sitting there singing this. Mm -hmm. um, it's the first time we're hearing her voice directly as as her own character because yeah. until now she's been present but more present as, uh, as something that that her parents are bouncing off of in their difficulties right. yeah. and now it's something where you're you're hearing you're hearing how she really feels about it and I, I, there's also a back reference in there to um, to Carrie and Kathy where her window was hung like a painting. She's worried it might come to life. Oh, right, yeah. And yeah. now we are, that's the opening lyric of Carrie and Kathy. And now the daughter is singing uh, yeah, Picture pretty, Window. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's sweet. She finishes the song. Frederick How old in. is the daughter at this point? Sorry. She's eight. She's eight. Yeah, so it's, uh, that's a nice age. It's, it's sort of like she's mm -hmm. hit the age where she started to form her own opinions and views about yeah, things. Yeah, so it's, yeah. And then she sings. Yeah. So we've, got a, we've got a song coming also from Lonely Avenue. Uh, because she has another song coming that really, I think, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're almost, okay, there. Okay. We're almost yep. there. So Frederick comes in, sets his box from his desk on the floor and approaches to embrace his daughter and wake his sleeping wife. Catherine asks Claire if it's okay for them to speak without her in the room briefly, and she agrees. They sit together in the hospital and they talk calmly and honestly about the need to end their marriage. They sing as individuals, but blend and overlap in moments. And they sing two songs, um, both stunning. They sing, I'm Not the Man, uh, which is from So There. Yeah. And they also sing Time, which is from, again, the my, my favorite, uh, Songs for Silverman. And so uh, I'm not the man, I'll just do the, the first bit. What, what, what will they write about me? What will the version be when all is said and done? Will they remember all the places seen, the poems lost, or am I just wandering on? Yeah, I'm just wandering on. There could be fewer days ahead than gone. And all I've spent are long since on my way. To learn that nothing comes for free, but I'm not the man. I'm not the man I'm used to be. Now time, uh, think of me any way you want. I can be the problem if that's easier. 
In your head, move the pieces around. Things I've said turn the memory upside down. And it makes it better, I know, but sometimes it's hard to swallow. In time, I will fade away. In time, I won't hear what you say. In time, but time takes time, you know. Uh, I, I love this song. I love yeah. this song. It, it has this incredible, uh, almost, uh, it has this incredible sad nature, but this this uplifting push yeah. as as everything comes in, and, and especially as you get into the as you get into the into the bridge. That in your head, move the pieces around. Things I've said turn the memory upside down. It makes it better, I know, but sometimes it's hard to swallow. Just this difficulty of of who these people are, but yeah. but, the, but their honesty and being willing to. To, to have this conversation. So they agree to separate. With peace and with admiration, they embrace. They cry together. Before he leaves, Catherine hands Frederick a notebook. She started a new book and is enthusiastic about it. He sits and begins to read as the lights fade. So this brings us into our, our final scene, yeah. scene seven. Okay. Months later, we see the family sat together at a restaurant. Claire gets up from her seat and moves downstage, then begins to sing through her discomfort in adjusting to this new version of her family. And she sings Claire's Ninth, um, which is from Lonely Avenue. Again, this is Ben Folds and Nick Hornsby mm -hmm. collaboration. So she stands and waits and waits at the school gate. They're late. They come so dumb in two cars when they agreed one and it's gone wrong on her birthday. So they go to Joe's for pizza and ice cream. They sit and stare. Claire just wants to be nine and a half. Next year, she'll tell them she only wants world peace. But Claire, Claire, baby, I wish you knew how this all got twisted. I wish you could see right inside us and all of the stuff, the best of us that we can't get out. What's the point of this? What's wrong with two birthdays? It's cool at school. Her friends, they all have two birthdays. Oh, geez. He just asked the waitress out on a date on her birthday. But Claire, Claire, baby, we continue through the course. So it's this, it's this discomfort of the kid post-divorce. And I think that yeah. voice has to come through. Uh, both of her parents embrace her and reassure her that they are doing everything they can to navigate the difficulties of this together and that they're still learning as they could go forward as well. She accepts this with some reluctance, but also expresses her hope that they'll be okay. She asks her dad if she can stay with him tonight so that he won't be allowed to call the waitress. Claire and Frederick say goodbye to Catherine. Frederick hesitates for a moment, but kisses her hand and then exits, leaving her alone. By herself, Catherine sings, and she's eventually joined by young Catherine, and she sings evaporated from whatever never amen. Yeah. What I've kept with me and what I've thrown away, and where the hell I've ended up on this glary random day, where the things I really cared about just left along the way for being too pent up and proud. Woke up way too late, feeling hungover and old, and the sun was shining bright, and I walked barefoot down the road. Started thinking about my old man. Seems that all men want to get into a car and go. Anywhere. Here I stand, sad and free. I can't cry. I can't see what I've done. Oh, God, what have I done? Catherine and young Catherine hold hands. <laughs> John's, John's overwhelmed, Trevor. Yeah. He's overwhelmed. <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Catherine and young Catherine hold hands. Her younger self helps her to her feet. They stand together. The full cast joined them on stage to sing. And this was my mother's favorite Ben Folds Five song. So I would okay. play this. I did this. My, 
So Fake Eddie, which is the name of my first like band in in, in high school. There's a whole story about that. Like because <laughs> there was a guy named Eddie Hayden, there was this other guy, Gary, I can't remember Gary's last name, but Gary would like would always kind of dress and like look a little bit like Eddie. So we would call him Fake Eddie. And like Gary didn't mind, but Eddie hated it. So like it was it was a whole thing. So that was the name of the band. Okay, yeah, we great. covered this That's song. Great. We covered this song. There's an incredible three-part harmony in this song. because uh, this yes. was the original Ben Folds Five lineup. Uh, and it is it's impeccable. Um, it's very choral too. It's a big moment. Yes, in the song. absolutely. So yeah. this is our big. This is our big. Our big moment. Um, uh, all this quiet. His tired eyes. He figures jotted down and clothes all strewn around. Strewn around the bedroom floor. Now nothing's adding up and nothing's making sense. She's sleeping like a baby. She doesn't know he wasn't meant for this. I'm missing the war. I'm missing the war all night. I'm missing the war. And the song's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And this is our last moment as our cast together. Yeah. Uh, almost healing together. Yeah, is that the title of the show? Maybe I don't know. The, the overriding theme from what you've told me about the story, not the mm-hmm. music or the lyrics, is the almost inevitability of the end of their their mm, time mm, together. Mm, 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 so, mm. where's the? Is there going to be a hopeful note in the ending anywhere? Like you know, about the future and stuff. Because missing the war, it kind of almost says to me that they enjoyed. The trauma, yeah. the drama, you know. Yeah. That's but that's that's kind of where we're where we're heading at. Like it's yeah. like after it's done, because at least they feel alive when that's happening, you know. Well, yes. it, well, I was, I was funny that you used the word alive. I was about to say um, it has similar themes to being alive. The song, mm, 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 yeah. um, mm, in mm, that mm, you, you you what you miss or what you like and what you sort of what you realize hopefully before it's too late is that somebody's sitting in your chair and and uh, making yes. you look stupid in front of other people and all this yes. is kind of what makes life kind of worth living or what, mm-hmm. what you know, you need yeah. someone to bat up against, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Friction. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. is a, there is a, it's solemn. The, the, the marriage is doomed from when we meet them. The marriage is doomed from yeah. when we meet them. They both understand that, uh, although they struggle to to accept it. They struggle to accept it. Um, I think it makes it more painful because we go back and we see how they fall in love. We see the youth of that. We see how they. Yeah, how they, that how whole they concept reminds me of, of um, you know, our time, you know, sometime mm, 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 merrily we roll mm. along the backwards telling of the story and yeah. and how the hope that at the at the end is not reflected in the story we've seen, which yes, makes yes. it ultimately much more moving. But it's there's there's an acceptance of of their path at the end. There's an acceptance of their path. There's an acceptance of that they're still trying to figure out how to navigate it. That they're at least they've reached this point of honesty. They've reached this point of 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 sharing who they are. And it really is. It really ultimately is about um, these 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 human relationships, which are which are simple in the in the in their core. Yeah, and it's complicated by the world around us. But like mm. the, the the relationship itself is this this nugget. Um, but they don't leave with, they don't leave bitter. They don't leave angry. They leave as, as better versions of themselves. And, and ideally with, with a kid who, uh, is able to, to, is displaying her depth of understanding in it more so than you would have initially, initially. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. And I suppose, I suppose there's, I suppose there's a little bit of silent hope in that when you watch a film where that happens or watch a play where mm-hmm. that happens, where they leave as better people and they accept that then you think, well, they might end up together in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, there's that, that moment. That. He, 
he hesitates before he leaves and he kisses her hand on the exit. That's that yeah, yeah. nugget of of hope of like, maybe. well, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe they'll be Beautiful. all right, but it's, up, it's ultimately up to the audience to interpret how, how that Bravo, out. for a start. Yeah, bravo. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredibly in-depth pitch. I, I mean, feel like I've got a hit on my hand. <laughs> you've actually yeah. talked us through a whole musical mm-hmm. that you've created from start yeah. to finish using someone else's music. Mm. Beautiful. Fascinating stuff there from Trevor, and I think you'll agree that it's a show that needs to be made. In fact, I can't wait to go to the first night. The amount of thought that he's put into that is quite incredible, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Almost as much thought as we put into each episode of this podcast. Ha! Well, let's get on and make some more then. See you next time for another episode of The Last Show on Earth. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.